Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Kim. Welcome to Stop Running for This, a Ghost Adventures review podcast. This episode is episode two of season two. And episode nine of our podcast. (laughs) Yes, they they can see that when they look at the episode. This is episode nine. (laughs) It's been a long week. Uh, first of all, we do want to apologize for last week's episode being a week late. Uh, we had some fun audio issues. Oh my gosh. So Kim played the audio issues for me today, and when, when we say fun, listen, uh, back us on Patreon and we'll, we'll give it to you. It, uh, sounded like someone possessed my computer for a brief two minutes of audio. Um, but it corrupted a bunch of stuff, so we had to re-record part of the episode, hence the delay. We're sorry. Yeah. I mean, it'll. It's like the same experience. Just part of it. Uh, we had to ad lib all over again. It's okay. You won't even notice. You probably didn't notice that we fixed it. But we're letting you know that's why we missed the week. So we're sorry. Yeah. But you know what, Sam? What? You know what today is? What's today? That we're recording. Well, really not today. But oh. <gasps> Everyone, Kim has completed a revolution around the sun. It's my birthday! I'm I'm so happy! So Sam, what'd you get me for my birthday? I still haven't got you a Christmas present. So Sam, what'd you get me for Christmas and my birthday? (laughs) We'll find out when I get paid. Fair point. (laughs) I've I've got more hours at work, so that'll be soon, and then I'll stop complaining about being broke. Ha ha ha, no No, you won't. won't. (laughs) We're millennials. We'll never complain about being broke. Or stop complaining about being broke. Although, did I tell you what Alex got me for my birthday? You told me, but tell our friends. My boyfriend is the bestest ever, and he built me a computer. He actually built from scratch a, um, brand new, uh, computer so that we could game together. It has a 2080 T um NVIDIA graphics card, nine gig terabytes of storage. Fuck. And thirty-two gigs of RAM. He loves you. He does that's, love me. That's what love looks like in like system um not requirements. Fuck it. <laughs> System builds. Thank you, yeah. He's like, I got you a really basic motherboard, because I know you, you're not going to need much more than that. I'm like, nah, we good. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's my birthday, and it's the best, and I'm going to go see Dear Evan Hansen, and I'm really excited. So I'm going to be super touristy, because in the 28 years that I've lived in New York City, you know, my entire life, yes, I have never been to Sardis. Samesies. So for my birthday, we're going to do the super touristy thing and go see a play because I'm going to see Dear Evan Hansen and then we're going to go to Sardi's for dinner. I'm so excited for you. And I'm so excited for me too. I need to start thinking about my birthday now. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I'm not ready But yeah, so it's my birthday, and I'm excited, and this episode did not make me excited. No. This episode did not spark joy. I am Marie Kondoing this one, but before we get into it, do you want to hear my ghost update? Yes, you told me you had a ghost update, but you refused to tell me what it was until we started recording. So, what's what's going on? So, we record on Fridays, and then Saturday, 
I'm spending time with my boyfriend, and um, he's in England, so we're using video chat. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go get some more tea or what have you. Um, I thought I'd be cute and leave the camera looking at the Mimikyu plushie he got me. So I go, and I come back upstairs, and he's like, oh, you're back now for real. I'm like, what? Apparently, while I was gone, he kept seeing movement. Ah! Yeah. Uh, I dislike that because I really enjoy, not enjoy, enjoy isn't the right word, but there is a comfort in being the only one who experiences things in the attic. Um, because then I could maybe convince myself that, you know, I'm just making shit up. And when things like this happen, it's like, oh. Oh. And, like, it's a plushie that was seated, you know, really well. It's not like it was moving around or anything. Yeah, it's no bueno. <sighs> yeah, I didn't like that. And then... Oh, God. So that was Saturday. And then Wednesday night, I was playing a lovely game with some lovely people. And we finish, um... Well, we call it quits about 11. So about 11.20, I am going down to the bathroom to do my nightly stuff. And I walk past my living room. And I think we've mentioned that I, I don't necessarily look into the living room at night. Because yeah, there's because a man, there's a man on, the on the couch. Yeah. Um, in this case, what caught my eye wasn't a man on the couch. It was the light of a candle in the wall unit, but not the side closest to me, the side closest way. It's a, a tripartite wall unit. So the farthest third. I walk like halfway down the hallway and I'm like, wait, everyone's fucking asleep. And I back up and I look again. And when I tell you there was no light there, I was like, okay, I'm looking around. Like, was there any way that could be a light that came through the, you know, a different window? No. That particular placement just does not make sense. So, you know, I go to the bathroom, and I'm like, shit, I can't sleep in the bathroom. I have to make it back upstairs. So I do it. I look again. Nothing. This other man who hangs out on the couch, but he's always there. Um, so I go back upstairs. I go to sleep, and in the morning, on my way to work, uh, my, getting ready for work on Thursday morning, I'm, like, in the living room trying to figure out where light could have been coming from. And there are candles, you know, the LED kind, but they're in the, the third that would have been, like, right next to me, not where I saw the light. So... Yeah, no. Not, not, yeah, no. Yeah, that, there goes my ghost update, you guys. That's two in one week. You know what I miss? When my boyfriend was here and I stayed in a hotel for a week, a hotel room that was not haunted, and I wasn't sleeping alone, and also my boyfriend was here. <laughs> that, that too. Cuddles make everything better. Cuddles make everything better. If I could have, like, known, well, I'm going back to some cuddles, that would have made me feel better. But, whoa, I mean, the I'll tide. give you cuddles. Oh, thank you. Yay, cuddles. 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 Yeah. Okay. They're cuddling. This is really comfy, and now I don't want to move. Yeah, but I can't stay like this. My neck will cramp up. Yeah, I know. 
were talking earlier about how we've known each other for too long. Because, like, we walk into my apartment and start recording, and I'm just like, by the way, I'm going to start stripping now so I can put on pajamas and not be in this outfit anymore. And she's just like, okay. And then we're talking after he's in the bathroom, so I just walk into the bathroom, and I start going, and I realize, oh, crap, the door's still open. And it took me a good, like, five minutes to figure that out, and I was sober this time. Yes, we were all very sober. I was very sober and not talking about llamas this time. If you're interested in that story, you will never hear it. But anyway. <laughs> uh, I feel like we're stalling. We are, because this episode was a bit of a doozy. So, we are in St. Augustine, Florida, the oldest city in America, which I think it's specifically the oldest continuously occupied city in America. Well, here's the thing that bothers me. And, like, he doesn't say it in the beginning, but I'm just going to bring it up now. He mentions that, oh, you know, usually we explore these, we've gone all across America, and usually we explore these places, and they're, like, 100 years old tops. Like, it's so weird to see things. They're, like, 400 years old. I'm like, bitch, that's because most of the places you you research are in and around Nevada. A lot of Nevada wasn't really established until the 19th century. And that's fine, I guess, if you're into Nevada. I don't know, I'm a little spoiled living in New York City. Yeah, no, we have some history. We do. Some. We, we go back a little bit. But yeah, so they're in St. Augustine, Florida, which is the oldest city in America. Okay. And they're at the Castillo de San Marcos. So I took Spanish. I can't roll my R's, so please, please don't bust me about that. I tried many years it was my one failing when I was taking Spanish was that I couldn't roll my R's so please forgive me I can't do better Aaron says I speak Spanish with a French accent but either way both of us do better than Zach yes and Nick and Aaron they they do terrible Spanish but they do at least try and we'll talk more about that but anyway Castillo de San Marcos the Castillo de San Marcos was built in a 1600s by Spanish settlers in St. Augustine, Florida, the oldest city in America. More than 300 years later, the fort is still defended by the spirits of soldiers and haunted by prisoners once locked inside. Which sounds super promising, honestly. And then we get into this episode and things get weird. Weird is one way to put it. Weird. We do, I didn't notice this last week, but we have an updated opening. There's new footage. You know, I can't remember actually looking at the screen during the opening last week, and I'm sorry. It's, neither do I, Ooh. but I noticed this week that there was an updated opening, which is cool. And so they're talking about the history of the Castillo de San Marcos, and they go, after the English killed all the settlers, and I'm like, because the Spanish didn't kill all the residents? Well, <laughs> my first note is, God, his accent is white. And I feel like it's an important scene-setting thing for this episode. If you get touchy about Spanish being spoken in a way that sounds passable, you're not going to be happy about this. No. And it's it's not that he's not trying, bless his heart. It's just, it's not good. At one point, I brought out my Spanish-English dictionary because he pronounced something so white and bad. I was like, there's no way that's the right word. (laughs) We'll get to that. It turns out it was the right word, but he spoke it in an English manner, which made it sound very wrong. Sounded fake. Sounded fake. 
It sounded like Spanglish. Again, like, I am on the most narrow limb in this case because my Spanish accent is not ideal. Despite I'm white. being around Spanish speakers my entire life, including, like, my own freaking parents. But, yeah, uh, it's okay. My mom makes fun of my Spanish, which is fun. My mom's first language was Spanish. My mother, so my mother's first language is Italian, but she picked up Spanish very easily yeah, they're because very they're close. very similar. So my mother speaks fluent Italian and conversational Spanish. The thing I've realized in this life is that because I actually know how French is structured in terms of like grammar and um, conjugation, I'm way better at French than I am at Spanish, just despite having listened to it my whole life and being able to read it. You can read Spanish? I can read Spanish. You never told me that. Yes, I can read Spanish. Well, you're already ahead of me. I'm I very barely slow. remember Spanish. I'm very slow because I'm more accustomed to verbal Spanish than right. written Spanish. So it takes me a little while to like, oh, this makes this noise. I feel like a baby every time I read Spanish. It's not a good feeling. But yeah, so either way, both of us are better at Spanish than Zach. But Zach, bless his heart. He tries. He tries. He makes an actual effort. It's not like he's doing it to make fun of them or it's because he's being ignorant. He's actually trying. Yeah. But if you're not used to speaking that language, it is hard to make those sounds. It is. And I appreciate him for trying. It just sounds really ugly. Yeah. But he did try. I want to make he that clear. Try, yeah. He did make an actual effort. It wasn't half-assed. He was truly trying. It just... And I appreciate the effort. It just sounds... So bad. E for effort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He gets like a solid B. But anyway, so within all of this, so they're interviewing some residents and tour guides, but they're also interviewing like the park rangers that work there. Okay. It's, it's super cute because... One of the interviewees is like, I mean, the, the the United States Park Service will say there's no ghost because it's like a fucking park. And I'm like, I mean, fair, but I've, I've been around parkies long enough to know, like, if you shut the camera off, they'll tell you some shit, I'm sure. Yeah, but off the record. Yeah. Um, so they can't use it. So they can't use it, but I'm like, oh man, I want to know that shit. But that also shit. brought up the question for, to me. Does the U.S. government have an official stand on ghosts? Um, I think when it comes to places they want the public to visit. This, no, 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 that's, like, that, that's not what I mean. Well, I think we'll have to ask the men in black on that one. Uh, th- like, that's the thing. It's like, does the U.S. government have, like, an official stand on ghosts? Okay. Okay, Google. Does the U.S. government have an official... I mean, the CDC has a zombie survival plan. I actually really want to know, because I don't think you can Google it. I don't think that's a question that really comes up often, but I'm kind of curious. Like, does the U.S. government have an actual stand on ghosts? And if they do, do ghosts have inalienable rights? Uh, what I would think, be the legal status of a ghost? I think that 
your rights end when you die. I mean, your corpse doesn't have rights, and no one owns your no, corpse. No, 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 your corpse does have Some rights. rights but oh, like, oh, wait, hold on, because we've had this discussion. A corpse has more right than a woman's body during pregnancy. True, true, my bad. <laughs> but the corpse doesn't have an owner. So if a corpse is not considered to have an owner... <laughs> See, that's the other thing that they kind of do. It's a really freaking weird... watching Ask a Mortician. And they fall under the jurisdiction of the law, and the law dispenses the rights, but when it comes to, like, who owns the corpse, like, the corpse kinda, but also not really. kinda, but also, like, the next of kin, or whoever is the um, executor of the estate. Yeah, but only in so much as that doesn't, like, violate the corpse's rights corpses. Anyway, Ask but a Mortician is, a, is really good. And, but this also doesn't answer the question of what is the official legal stance on ghosts. Um, because uh, here's the thing. You have you know in New York you actually have to disclose if a house is haunted. Yes. If you're selling it, right? So that means that on some level, in terms of like the legal standpoint, we do actually have a legal thing on ghosts. And legally, at least in New York, we have established that hauntings, if not ghosts, are a thing. <sighs> Well, we have established that hauntings are perceived to be a thing. And I, 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 I vacillate there because perceived to be a thing and is understood to be an actual thing are different. Well, yes. And this means we can never sell the house. No, you can. You just need to disclose that's haunted. Yeah. Or that you know it to be haunted. If you don't know it to be haunted, then... Well, my parents don't have to disclose jack shit because they don't believe... Well... It's not that they don't believe me. It's that they think the the haunting is a me problem, not a house problem. <laughs> That's somehow worse. It's very rude. Because then it's like, no, we believe it's there, but we don't think it's an issue at the house. We think it's just following you. I think they're just trying to get me to go back to church. But it happened before you were... When you, you were going did. to church regularly. It doesn't matter. It's not a church issue. That's what I keep telling them. I think they just want you to move out. Uh, no, because they <laughs> don't want me to move out. They want to charge me rent, which is fair. I'm just annoyed about it. I have offered to pay rent in the past, so that's you not the You can be annoyed about, about it, but also... <laughs> you, can be, you can agree with something yeah. and be willing to do something and still be annoyed about it. I just need this money for other things. But anyway... Yeah, so we got a little bit on tangent there, but, so they're interviewing people, and I noticed that, like, there's this cute girl named Allison, and she's adorable, and she says the darkest line in the entire show. Oh my gosh, I only have one note on her, and it's, this skinny girl is dark, and I love her. No, um, they're asking her, like, yeah, so, you know, there's thousands of graves. So when you're rolling onto hills here, you're rolling on thousands of graves. If you see something sticking up out of the ground, just push it down with your foot. Like, and she says I it would in die a very preppy voice. It is adorable. <laughs> I would die for her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. But, yeah, and then everybody keeps reporting footsteps. Like, everybody they talk to, they're like, oh, yeah, I hear footsteps. I hear footsteps. I hear footsteps. So my note just says lots of footsteps. Okay, so, like, when I went to Lake George as a youth, and we went to the Fort, Fort Henry, as a youth. Fort Henry, whatever, we went to the Fort there, they're like, yeah. Wait, sorry, where did you go again? Lake George. Okay. 
No, Fort McHenry's in Baltimore. Yeah, it's Fort something or another, and I don't know what anymore because it's been over ten years. I'm and sorry, and when did you go to Lake George again? As a youth. As a what now? A youth. Okay. You know, you, you know? Um, <laughs> sorry, I just... <laughs> you're the only millennial I know who doesn't say as a kid or when I was little. You say as a youth. As a youth. Because, you know, when I was one of the youths. <laughs> Because you're a nice Bronx girl that grew up in the 1960s, the 1970s. If I was a good Bronx girl who grew up in 1970s, I'd say it the way my mom says it, a youth. Yeah, like my cousin Vinny. Yeah, you know, a youth. Not my actual cousin Vinny, but like the movie. And, you know, the youth these days. I love it. She can't make the TH sound with her face. Anyway, so Um, (laughs) you were in Link George as a youth. As a youth. They, uh, they, they had ghost stories that they told on the tours, and it was a lot of the same stuff. Footsteps, soldiers, lanterns. It's like, okay, Forts 101, it's haunted by footsteps, soldiers, and lanterns. And, like, I don't know. To me, it's very boring. It's very cliche. Um, so when they got into some of the other stuff, I was a little bit more interested well, there's a reason why my only note is lots of footsteps. Yeah, it was like, but you've been to a fort, you've heard the story. But then they're going to the soldier's quarters. Oh my god! And Zach's interviewing this woman. She is lovely, by the by. Her name's Dusty, apparently. Yeah, and he goes, and he apparent. I don't remember exactly what she said she heard, but Zach's reply oh, was, "Oh, I can say." So she was in there and. She saw the bed depress as if someone was lying in it. So Zach goes, well, did you, did they want you to get in bed with them? Because, you know, that's what we would do. And I'm like, what? And her response is like, well, I was married at the time. And uh, I didn't want to cheat on the old man. And I was like. You know, she kind of, I think she thinks he's kidding. So she kind of just like laughs it off. Yeah, yeah, but he's not kidding. And he goes. Well, I mean, they wouldn't know. It's not like there's any evidence to leave. I'm like, what the hell, Zach? I think Zach here is advocating for cheating on your husband with a ghost. I think he was trying to crack a joke and it kind of failed. He wasn't... Okay, so... I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he was attempting to make a very bad joke and it fell flat. I mean, I did write it in my notes as, like, inappropriate joke, but, like... I have it in my notes as inappropriate Zach comes back, and then why (laughs) creepy Zach, why? (laughs) That's accurate. Um, so I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is that Zach is not really good at delivering... The sort of social cues that normally cue that, you know, someone is joking because he comes off as being super serious here, even though the context demands that this be a joke. Like, I'm not trying to say he's not joking. I'm just saying, oh my god, it's so weird. So yeah, so they continue doing interviews, and all I could think of is so much shaky cam. Because for some reason, they really go in on the shaky cam this episode. And everything's crooked, or a weird angle, and I'm like, ooh, my note... After that is, I understand why Kim zones out while Zach is talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then pirates. And my, 
they talk about pirates. Kid, yeah. And then they talk they're talking to this kid and he's fantastic. So he mentions corroding. And Zach goes, Wait, I don't know that word. That's what does it mean? Word, yeah. And this kid just like very calmly describes what the corroding is. And he's like very calmly, but also in a way that means that shows he's very amped. He really is excited like, oh. that someone has finally asked him. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things like when people ask me to explain um the a uh, HIV patient came out a few weeks ago who got a a bone marrow transplant with a um, HIV res- from an HIV resistant donor and is now HIV free. <gasps> Yay! Wow, that seems like that is not easily. Um... I can explain it to you later, but anyway, every time someone asks me about that, I'm like, oh well, this is this, but I'm clearly really excited to talk about it. Yeah. The, he's like, oh yeah, well. It's like, oh, corroding is when you would you pin somebody to a wall and then tie a rope around their neck and then slowly pull back the rope until they strangle to death. And he's going through it step by step and like dip, like they have clearly cut down a much longer explanation here. And I wish they hadn't because I I love this this youth. So he's gotta be like nineteen. I don't know if you've ever been a tour guide. Because that was a very tour guide way of describing it. It's like it's very peppy, like very peppy, but manner of fact. It was so good. I have, you know, I have never been a tour guide. Would you really want me as a tour guide? You've had me as a tour guide. Yeah, you're wonderful. You walked my feet off. (laughs) When was this? Oh my God, like a month ago. (laughs) Oh yeah, right. (laughs) When I made you and your Alex do the entire Museum of Natural History in, like, what, in four hours? In a single day, yeah. <laughs> and then I died. No, we were there, like, open to close, weren't we? No, we got there late, so we were, like, we got ele- there around open. Alex and I were there before it opened. So, yeah, so it was, like, 10, 30, 11 till 5.30. Yeah, till, like, But we also had, like, a nice long lunch. We did. We had a wonderful time. I don't mean to make it sound like we didn't. It was just, like... Just keep in mind that I'm better than my father. When Kim gives you a tour, she gives you the whole tour. So I learned how to do this from my father, who, um, I think I was the only kid who went on vacation and lost weight. Um, maybe. (laughs) Because my dad, um, would just... I didn't know that you could have a relaxing vacation. I didn't know that was a thing. I just assumed that everybody got up at 8 a.m., was out the door by 9, and returned home at, like, 8, 9 p.m., and was, like, out touring all day, like, literally nonstop movement. That that was my norm growing up. Yeah, see, my dad likes to lounge Nope. on vacation, so we do a lot of lounging. No. I get very bored on vacation. No. See, you should come on vacation with my family. You won't be bored. I will lose all the weight I've been complaining about. Yeah, just come on vacation with us. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, so the kid is explaining how to, like, groat someone, which I'm happy that he said it out loud, because I've never known how to say that word out loud. Yeah, so he talks about groating, and then he talks about Andrew Ranson. Oh, you wrote down his name. Yeah, so he talks about Andrew Ranson, and... Then he's like, and somebody took a photo of him standing next to me once while I was giving a tour. And Zach's like, wait, what? <laughs> and then they show this fucking photo. And if I didn't, like, I, I really, I, I, there's a man that is floating off of the ground and transparent. And has, like, the English frill and everything. I don't like it. 
It was so cool. It was really cool. It was super creepy. Um, oh, there's another thing here. Because they, they bring up the pirates as proof that the Spanish were, like, serious business. But this is a point in the world where, in time, where if you're a pirate or a privateer or what have you, and you get caught by someone who does not approve of your pirate activities, you will definitely get killed. This is not, like, just, oh, the Spanish are killing people. It's the English, it's the French, it's, like, if you're a pirate, you're not going to have a good time. Unless you fake a pregnancy. Yes, lady pirates. The best. Um, so, yeah. So, then they talk about how they lost a cannon. Yes, okay. A cannon falls through the gun deck. Uh, this is when the British have taken over or whatever. Yeah. No, uh, this is... Is either the British have taken over or when the Americans have taken over? Yeah. It's no, not, it's when the Americans. Okay, it's not the Spanish anymore. It's someone who speaks the English language, generally. Uh, they fall through the gun deck, and they're like, well, where did it go? They and can't they couldn't find, find it. it. And I'm like, how the fuck do you lose a cannon? They're not small objects. And, like, if it falls through the gun deck, you just look fucking down, right? But they lost the cannon, because apparently the cannon went into a motherfucking dungeon. Yeah, so, while they're looking for the cannon, they find a dungeon that's been sealed up. And when they unseal it, it's full of human bones. I'm also assuming the cannon was in there because they never actually stated they found the they cannon or not. They never did state it. They just said that in the process they found this room, and since the ceiling looked perfectly fine, and not like a cannon had fallen through it, um, I think at that I mean, point they could have also repaired it. Yeah. Um. Like, there was some skeleton shackled to a wall, and whoever had been in there had been, like, sealed up, and they died. And, like... So, essentially, if you imagine, like, what a medieval dungeon looked like... Yeah. And, honestly, Zach is very, like, upset about this, but people get walled into things all the fucking time I mean, in come history. on, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Bathory? She's a good one. We were just... Uh, no, that was something else I was watching. Oh, there's also, like, there's quite a few stories of, like, people getting entombed in places. I mean, isn't that the entire premise of Aida? I, or at least the ending? I have no idea. Yes, in the end, she e and her lover get locked up in a tomb and buried, and they die. Yeah, that's what happens. Um, but, like, there's even, like, a practice in certain parts of the world that is no longer continued, of, like, walling young women into, like, castles when they're being built to, like, ensure that it stays up. Like, that's a whole thing. I, this is something I Anyway, so um, they found bones. Yeah, and, and Zach, mine really freaks out, and I roll my eyes a lot, and we haven't poured the wine yet here, so. Oh, they compare it to the um, Edinburgh uh, vaults. Yeah, so, and then afterward, so they, oh, hey, they found a dungeon. Oh, I have another then, complaint in this section. I'm sorry. They do a weird echo thing with the audio where, like, the Karen says, Oh, yeah. They found bones. And then immediately after, it's that same audio, bones. And then he, they do it again with Zach, and he says something, and then they repeat the last word. And I'm like. And they only do it those two they times. Only do it there. And I'm just like, really? But yeah, so anyway. So, then they start talking about how the Americans came in and killed off 
all the Native Americans, as Americans tend to do. Yes. Um, and specifically, they talk about the apparition of an indigenous person, um, Asceola. Yes. Who died there and... Okay, so the gentleman who's giving this information says that the doctor was a friend of um, this indigenous leader, Asceola. But what the doctor does when his friend Unless, dies... To be fair, we do never... I'm gonna give Dr. Bennett some doubt. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. We never... It's never stated that the, that the guy didn't consent to it. Chops off the man's head takes it home, displays it in his office, and uses it to scare his children. I mean, this I is I feel ter- like that stretches the limits of, yes, you can keep my I head. don't know. I mean, if it was my dude, it's like, hey, so, um, I have a question for you. We're doing a lot of medical things. Can I, can I take your kid and, like, use it to scare my kids? Sure, why not? See, Kim, if you were like, hey, Sam, you're dying. Can I use your head after... To scare my kids? To scare the kids, yes, but to display in your office like a fucking paperweight? <laughs> no, no, not unless I'm gonna be in a glass case and like you have a little motor so my head moves a little sometimes when people are in the room. Okay. <gasps> oh my god, that sounds amazing! Can I do that? <laughs> <laughs> that you can do. Yes! You have to dust it regularly. Um, oh, you're gonna make me dust? Yes, I'm gonna make it's you okay, dust. It's okay, I'll just mother do it, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, but with, with the knife that's in his bag, he chops his friend's head off. And, like, secrets it out. Like, okay. It doesn't sound like a very friendly thing to do, is what I'm but saying. Also, so my favorite thing about this, besides the um, whole, yes, and then he uses it to scare his kids thing, is my notes after this just say floating head exclamation point. Because apparently... This dude's head, or the ghost of this dude's head just floats around the fort now. Yeah, apparently that's all the apparition is. It's it's a fucking head. Which makes me think maybe his friend wasn't being very friendly. My note is, with friends like that, who needs enemies? (laughs) So yeah, so then they have a badly photoshopped sunset. Oh my gosh, yeah, so... It goes to commercial break, and when it comes back, it's this beautiful, like, establishing shot of the fort. And, um, we didn't talk about this earlier, but it's a very, like, basic Spanish fort. If you've been to, uh, San Juan in Puerto Rico, and you visited El Morro, like, it looks like that. But this is in Florida. I wouldn't know. I've been somewhere Kim hasn't. (laughs) I have never been to Puerto Rico. You should go. I should we go. should go. Yes, we should. It's beautiful. Fund our Patreon to make us go to Puerto Rico. Yeah. I love how we keep saying this, like, Patreon is free money, when we, in reality, most of the stuff we get off of Patreon is going to go back into, like, getting better equipment, probably hiring someone to actually edit episodes so I don't have to do it, maybe getting an actual intro theme song. Yeah, um, funding our wine. Yeah, we keep joking about using Patreon to go on vacations, but once yes. we get established, it will actually be going toward the podcast. Your $5. We just like dreaming of vacation. <laughs> Your $5 will get us a new mic. 
oh, that $5 individually, but $5 every month, and $5 by multiple people will get us a second mic or a better mic. Yeah, so think about it. We're not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, right, so they do this beautiful shot, except they have this stupid fucking filter over it where it's red at the very top and yellow in the middle and, like, turquoise at the bottom like a teal and it's like clearly banded and honestly i've seen things children have done in photoshop that look better go ahead so it took a second because i actually thought something was wrong with my tv at first that's how bad it looks it looks really bad like uh, like i said in my notes bad photoshop is bad yeah i'm an amateur photographer i've done i've done things to images that are unholy while i worked out how to do things like I've abused the clarity slider I've occlu- I've abused the, the everything I've abused fucking everything at this it's point it's fun to abuse those sliders when it's just for your own shit yes and that's the thing I, I if someone was like hey we're gonna use this I'd be like no we're not give me the original image but yeah, so anyway, they have, the pho- they have the Photoshop sunset. Yeah, so they go down to this jail, and Karen is like, yeah, we threw a psychic in here, and she just went berserk, and that was weird. Um, and I just want to say, I'm now starting uh, the Association Against the Mistreatment of Psychics. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they get on, so they're or like, okay, so there was a um, massacre that happened nearby on the island of Santa Anastasia. Or Anastasia Island, sorry. San Anastasia is my local church. So, they're getting into this kayak to go to the island. And I think Zach can't swim. I, I don't know what the hell is going on, but Zach is, like, super paranoid. He's like, Aaron, you're the heaviest. You're going to go in the middle. And I swear to God, you better not rock that boat. You better not move that boat. And like I, he's he's also like Aaron, be careful with the with the camera. So I'm like, maybe he's concerned about the equipment, but he is being such a baby. Um, and Aaron's just like, okay, dude. So they get to the island, and Zach's giving his whole explanation thing, and Aaron is behind him trying to keep his balance on these rocks, and it is just hilarious to give Zach being all serious. And Aaron behind him, like, goofing off on the rocks and, like, almost losing his balance like a tightrope performer. It's great. It's a really, like, humanizing moment. And then Zach turns around after Aaron gains his balance and is, like, walking normally, looks behind him, sees Aaron, and just shakes his head like, what the fuck, dude? It's cute. Um, then they go into this fort. Uh, but the, the massacre on this island was, um, you know, Spanish. Then somehow getting lost... And losing the big fucking white trail. There's a paved That's path. clearly marked. I think it was sand. I don't think it was paved, but still. It looked paved to me. It looked like sand to me. Because mm. it was too white to be paved. It's Florida. But yeah, like. I'm yeah, like, so they, they freaking head off into the, the jungles of Florida like they want malaria. Um, or to get eaten by a gator. And they're like, ooh, we gotta find our way. And then they stumble across the paved path. And let me just go over, like, what the the massacre is. Some French settlers settled on this island. They were Protestants, uh, Huguenots to be exact. The Spanish were like, hey, we're Catholics. You gonna be Catholic? They're like, no. Like, 
we're gonna kill you if you're not Catholic. And they're like, ha ha, kill us. And then they did. So they, they get to the part, they get to the place, the sand dunes where the, the massacre happened, and Zack is all like, it's sad that all these men were killed. It makes me mad against the Spanish. Meanwhile, we just talked about, like, the indigenous people who were fucking slaughtered left, right, and center, and not nary a tear for them. To be fair, that's like the epitome of American history. No matter where we go, we slaughter the indigenous people. Yeah. It doesn't make it better. I'm just saying you get kind of desensitized to it as a white American. Okay. I don't, I can't relate. Um. (laughs) I'm not speaking from personal experience. This is an observation that I have made. Because, like, anytime, like, oh, yes, we explored this new area, my first thought is, and then we slaughter the people over there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the story of American of um, American colonization and expansion, and like it just it annoyed me here that like, oh, you know, these white people were murdered by other white people, and that's not okay just because you know, they were a different sect of Christianity. Meanwhile, this entire like colony situation on North America was largely fueled by like religious persecution other christians against other christians like it this this is exactly what the whole shtick was about I, this annoyed me this whole part annoyed me and like i'm so but annoyed wait, in advance you haven't even because the it gets worse yet. i was gonna say oh. it's like you're not gonna talk about the holy sand hold on Sam is right now doing a brief meditative yoga position to kind of, like, get herself prepared to discuss the sand equals holy water thing. Do you ever just need to lay on a floor? (laughs) It's so bad. So Sam's having a bit of an existential crisis for a minute to talk about this. It's it's a thing. Oh, right. Perfect. So, he gets off the path that says fucking stay on the path, don't walk on the sand dunes, and then he takes a fucking water bottle that's empty and, like, starts filling it with sand, and he goes, this is like holy water against a demon, and this is when I needed to take a fucking walk. We, we had to pause it, and she, because Sam was just like, wait, 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 what? So we went back to see if he, like, actually put an explanation to this. He doesn't. He's just like, this is like holy water on a demon. And we're like, what? So what I think he was going for was that it would get a very, it would elicit a very strong reaction. Spoiler. It doesn't. Counterpoint. But what it was going for is that it, elicits a, it will elicit a very strong reaction. Counterpoint, it's fucking sand. Like, it's not bloody sand. It's not, like, it's not sand from France. It's not, like, sand that is a Christian. It's, it's sand. It is particulate matter that used to be a rock. It's... It's fucking sand. I really, I don't know how to stress this enough. It's sand. Sand. Like, 
I don't like sand. It's rough and it gets places. But I like you. You're not sandy. Okay? It's sand. After you said sand so many times, I'm I'm just like, I want to be on a beach where it's warm in a nice hammock looking at the stars and the ocean just swinging in my hammock soft warm sand below me or actually cool sand because it's night soft cool sand below me warm breeze wafting as I look at the ocean yeah honestly it did look like sand that would feel nice under your feet but that's not what we're about here. We're about sand that is like fucking holy water for no reason. So yeah, after this they cut to the lockdown. And as they get locked down, a uh, park ranger very cheerfully locks them inside. And Zach goes, boy, that's a big door. We're definitely not getting out of here. And I'm just like, Zach, you sound scared, A. And B, it's a fucking gate, not a door. And C, you're the one who's, like, showing off all this lockdown theater at other locations. Is Does a does a gate scare you, big guy? Like, I mean, it is a big gate. It is. It's a big, heavy gate that will kill you if you get stuck under it. Uh, yes. But they, he wasn't stuck under it. He was stuck inside. But it is still a big, heavy gate. Fair. Anyway, so... Actually, the thing we do next is actually pretty cool. Actually, 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 actually. What happens next? Uh, there's a model of the fort inside the fort, and he oh, uses yeah, a little they laser use the pointer. Oh, yeah, models to point out where all the X-cams are. And it's a really good summary of all the things that happened previously in the interviews. I'm sorry, my bracelets are jingling again. Um, oh. <gasps> that was what was jingling on last week's recording! I'm sorry. I try to catch it before it does that, but... I kept hearing jingle, 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 and I thought it was me. No, it's me. I'm sorry. It's it's me. Um, so once again, if you heard jingling last week, my apartment is not haunted. Sam just has jingly bracelets. Yeah. Alex gave me this pendant. I used to wear it on a necklace, and then I had like a, a breakout, and I don't think it was the necklace. I think the necklace just didn't help. So I put it on a bracelet, and honestly, it's very cute. Look, it's fat. Aww. He loves me. It's, it's a really good summary, especially if you weren't paying attention through some of the interviews, which, guilty. And I, I liked that, and I want them to do more summaries. Not because sometimes I zone out, but because, you know, sometimes you zone out. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. And it also makes it really um, easy to see, like, what the quote-unquote important information is after you get inundated with all these interviews and all these facts and, like, these French dudes who got killed, which has, like, potentially nothing to do with anything, but... And then, the Castillo came alive. Oh. A cut to Nick talking about something going through him and freaking out, and I'm like, yes, the Castillo oh, is still just, alive. You're just gonna... Just go right over the Spanish money. <laughs> yes, because that was bullshit. They leave out Spanish money and they go into this whole thing about an EM burst 
and he's just like, we're gonna leave this here for you to play with, but only for an hour, and then he walks away, and then the Castillo came alive. And then nothing happens. They're like, we have this new equipment, it's an EM pump, and I'm like, yeah, well, we, you, you use this at, that doesn't make the jingling stop, you used it at Preston. We went over this. Well, maybe they filmed this one first. Maybe. Then they go down to the dungeon, which they call the Bones Room, and I refuse to call it that. Well, they call it the Bones Room in parentheses, and I think it was just supposed to be an identifier, so that if for some reason you don't associate dungeon with shackles, you realize that that was the room where they found all the bones. (sighs) I'm not calling it the Bones Room. I did not call it the Bones Room, because that's fucking dumb. Yeah, so, Nick, uh... They, they hear, they get a scream outside the, the dungeon, and I swear it sounds like a fucking seagull. It, that's what it sounded like to me, too. I'm like, that, that's a bird. Do they not have seagulls in Nevada? No. They don't have a sea in Nevada. Nevada is landlocked. I have no idea how that works. Like, I have an you idea. You sweet summer child. How that works. But what do you mean the ocean isn't right there? It's landlocked, honey. <laughs> oh, I'm such a coastal elite. Um, <laughs> so they hear this seagull, and they're like, oh, it's coming from the bones room. Let's go inside. And then they go inside, and the first thing they go, like, it feels really heavy in here. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, it's a windowless room on the interior of a fort. You're probably, if not underground, very close to being underground. Yeah, I think at this point it was when I like started zoning out because my next note is, I want to be locked in a floor in Florida. <laughs> Do you want to talk about your feelings? <laughs> I just want a vacation. I want to be warm. I want to be warm. Two years ago on my birthday, I was in Florida. It was great. Two years in a row, I got free vacations for my birthday. For conferences. We gotta we gotta get you another free vacation for next year. I don't know how. What was your work? I sorry guys, I'm very spoiled. I've hap- I just happened to have opportunities the past two years for different conferences that happened to be around my birthday. And I'm here not on vacation. Um I'm not on vacation either. Sorry, it's about that time for me. I'm like, I I need to be someplace warm. You know what? It got beautifully warm today, but I still had to wear, like, a jacket, so it's not warm enough. Anyway, so then they go into the soldier's room. Oh, well, yeah, they report feels heavy. They're like, oh, the scream came from in here. We have an EMF. Nothing happens. Nick says to Zach, what is talk in Spanish? And Zach then says, um... Hi, what's your name? But in Spanish. And since I didn't write down the Spanish, my brain is like, French? And I'm like, no. No, he says it's uh, Como Te Llamas? Yes, thank you. It's Como Te Llamas. Yeah. I, I, except I'm tired, so I like butchered that. But Not worse than he did. Um, and then he's like, I feel like something, someone keeps touching me. And then he's like, oh, did you hear a whisper? And then he falls on the ground. And they're like, Zach, are you okay? And he's just like on his forearms and knees, breathing heavily on the ground. And they never explain this. Except, oh, I did take note of this. Because I'm just like, and Zach is afraid of wind. 
Yeah, because he's like, I felt a breeze on the back of my neck. And I'm like, eh, pero like, why are you on the floor? Oh, yeah, no, sorry. This is for a soldier's room, but they were speaking Spanish. And this is when I was just kind of like, oh, my God, they're very much white boys attempting to speak Spanish. They try. They do actually try. They make a valiant effort, but it is still very bad Spanish. A valiant effort, and then Zach pretends to be a soccer player, I guess, to really get into, like, the Spanish. And then they start asking questions, and Aaron hears a growl, and then they get an EVP that sounds like a person, but I couldn't make anything out in English or Spanish or French, because these are all three languages I'm familiar with. And they never go back to that one. Like, when they do the review later, they're not like, hey, let's enhance it and see if we can figure out what that is. They just let it fly. Yeah, so Zach's like, Aaron, you show the most fear, so let's try, and they seem to be attracted to you, so um, ask something, ask anything that's on your mind. So Aaron goes, it's like, um, um, was it terrible being locked in he- up in here, like, chained up and just dying? And I'm like, no, it was a fucking treat. It was my favorite thing. I specifically asked for this. No, fucker, Aaron, my sweet baby boy, whom I love so much. I mean, I'll give him some credits. He's put on the spot. He's like, um, 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 was it terrible? It's like, no, I loved every minute of it. It was the best time of my life. Yeah. So they send Aaron off to get more equipment, and apparently something attacks Aaron. Oh. No, 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 you're missing, you're missing that one part. What part? What so, one part? So, Zach, um, is like, he's, he's apparently decided that the Spanish are bullies, so he starts trying to, like, provoke them, and then he hears, he's standing against the wall of the dungeon, and he hears, like, a whistle. Oh, oh, this! And then he freezes because he's heard a voice, and then they play it, because they got picked up, and they call it a growl. Honestly, it sounded like something croaking. So, it sounded like a frog to me. But, here's the thing. Frogs are fucking loud. If it was a frog, they would have heard it. Unless it was a ghost frog. Ooh. Ghost frog, ghost frog. Yeah, and it was... It sounded most like a croak, but, like, not like a human voice croaking. It it was really weird. It sounded like a frog. And then Zach says in his, uh, in his manliest voice, I've never freaked out like that ever. And Kim and I were like, sure, Jam. (laughs) So yeah, so that's when they send Aaron. Yeah, they go do something. I mean, he is the audio visual guy. And Aaron gets attacked on the way. Attacked is such an overstatement. Yeah, apparently he feels something, and they don't capture it on camera. They just capture his footsteps, his reaction, and then him running back. And he describes, he's like, someone just ran up on me. And he describes someone running up behind him. And the footsteps do sound like someone moving quickly. You hear his reaction, and then you hear Aaron take off. But the footsteps, to me, have the same sort of quality. Yeah, it, I don't know. It was not very convincing. I would have cut that, but... Eh. Eh. 
So, um, apparently there's also a gunpowder room that was used as a prison at one point and then sealed, and they go in and they smell horseshit. Yeah, and they talk about, it's like, oh wow, there are remains everywhere. I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking fort. I don't, like, I don't think these are people who are very familiar with death and how it happens and what or that looks history. like. Or history. Yeah. At all, really. Because people die with, like, startling regularity. Um, <laughs> just fucking everywhere. I have of lots of reasons. Yeah, I have a thing that's like, you can't buy or build a home on land that has never had someone die upon it. Like, as long as people have been alive, they have been dying fucking everywhere. Just because there's not a documented death doesn't mean no one's died there. Nope. Tell me. Antarctica. Fine. Go build your home in fucking Antarctica. (laughs) Have at. But if you want to live somewhere that isn't a frozen hellscape all the time. And I'm also sure that there's some, like, untouched jungle that doesn't have an indigenous tribe in it. But we can't know that there has never been an indigenous tribe there. Well, technically we can if you do an archaeological dig. Yeah, but you're not going to dig up the whole rainforest. Well, you don't need to dig up the whole rainforest. You just need the plot of land. I think my point still stands. People die everywhere. All the time. Constantly. They're dying right now. No, that's not true. You know where people never die? Where? On an ambulance. (laughs) That's fake. No, it's not. We... I legally cannot declare someone dead unless they show obvious signs of death. Lack of pulse is not an obvious sign of death. So their head pops off. Yes, they get decapitated on my ambulance. I can then say they are dead. Okay, just because they didn't legally die in the ambulance doesn't mean (laughs) they didn't die in the ambulance. We are splitting hairs here, but people die in ambulances all the time. They're just not declared dead until they get to the hospital. I am a terrible person. (laughs) Oh, okay. So yeah, so people die. Um, we're all gonna die. Everywhere you've been, someone has probably died right fucking there. Anyway, so they go to the soldiers' quarters, and Zach picks up his handy-dandy English-Spanish dictionary. Oh. oh, God. And he says, I picked out some nice words. Oh, wait, where did they get the growl? Was that in the, the cannon room? No, the growl hasn't come up yet. No, because apparently there Zach is a weirdo, and then a, a static cam gets a growl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, that yeah, that sorry. was before this, but like static cam gets growl anyway. Uh, yeah, like, that's about yeah, it. Whatever. I just I didn't remember when that happened or where. Anyway, um, yeah. So they go into the soldiers' quarters, and Zach is is trying his darndest. Yeah, and. His nice words are things like murderer and massacre. And Zach, bless his heart, 
actually has decent grammar. Yeah. But then, so it, it's kind of butchered, but you understand what he's saying. Until he says, attake a me. And I'm like, there is no way that is the actual word. I just want to lay on the ground again. Can I lay on the ground again? No. Fuck. So apparently, attake is the proper command for attack, but not attake. Not attacky. Attake. Attake. Yes. It's attake is what he was saying. Attake me. And I was like, it's a attake me. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's round vowels, but regardless, this is also when he takes out the fucking sand and he, he pours it on the ground and he was like, thought you'd never see the day this was in here and oh, I want to die. Um, because what the fuck? What the fuck? And then he's shouting, attacking me, attacking me. And right? it goes on for a while, and, and Sam and I are they cringing. Feel, they feel a breeze. I feel offended. And then they hear a sound, and... Oh, sorry, we, we broke for wine with, before that, because that's where I reached my wineless limit. And I was like, fuck this. Kim, I'm drinking your beer. And I was like, oh, Kim, the wine's still in here from last week. Yes, we had more sweet pitch. It's, it's great. Hey. They do not sponsor this con- this podcast. They're just delicious. They capture a sound. They say it's a voice. I have my notes. Vague sound is vague. <laughs> They're like, it's a moan. It sounds like a man. Could it's be a man. a sound. And then they go into the room where a psychic was attacked. And I'm like, that's not what Karen said in the interview. Again, Association for the Protection. <laughs> but yeah, like so, no, 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 but before that, they go to open the door. Oh, right, right, And right. it's a big, heavy lock, and it makes the very loud sliding lock sound. And Zach goes, that sounded open. I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. And this is when I drank more wine. And they're like, oh, wow, there's a cold breeze. But there's no windows in here. Where did that cold breeze come from? And I'm like, again, you opened the door. It's a windowless room in the interior of a fort. And I'm pretty sure this one is, in fact, underground. Even in Florida, things underground are going to be cooler. And this has been closed off from the rest of the fort. And when you open that door, you create an air current. It's, it's fucking science. A they don't science well. I'm not sure they're very familiar with. Yeah, so they go in there, and they do the interview. Oh, Zach tries to get Aaron to, to, to provoke, and it's not. And so, Aaron goes, so not Aaron, sorry. They, so they have this new, like, video word bank thingy oh my gosh <laughs> it's so weird actually it's it looks really cool i i don't want to be um too bitchy about this one it's basically like um an infrared camera and vr goggles and like one of those oculus word thingies all in one and it looks 
delightfully 80s futuristic when Zack has these two small goggles on his head. Yeah, no, but... So, they're getting intelligent responses, and then they get camera. Um, yeah, so... And I'm just like, wait, how did these ghosts know what a camera is? They died in, like, the 17th century. Well, here's the other thing. They're in the, quote-unquote, Indian prison, which... Earlier in the voiceover, they were referring to indigenous people as Native Americans, and now they're just like Indians, Indian, Indian, Indians. And I'm like, you almost did it. And the first word they get is prey, and then they get remote off camera, and then they get evade, not, and turn in succession while Nick is having difficulty opening a door. And, and then they get camera, and then they leave. Whoa, wait, no, 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 no. They try to leave, then they get disembodied breathing, and then upstairs. That's in the next room they go into, because they leave after they get the word camera. And I'm like, things are happening here. Why are you leaving? They go back into the dungeon, and that's where they get the disembodied voice. Yeah, they get a very clear disembodied voice, and then upstairs. Disembodied breathing. Sorry, disembodied breathing. And then they go up to the static deck. They go up to... Deck. They go up to the cannon deck to because they have voice told them upstairs. They think it's direction. They go up to the cannon deck and they don't capture anything. So like, okay, cool. We're just gonna post out a cam here. Which this whole part was really a little boring because they leave the one place that they're getting responses for places that they're not getting responses, and then it's. 36 minutes after they leave that they get anything on the static cam and they're like oh it's a figure lighting a lantern i don't see no freaking figure all right so final thoughts final thoughts um i could have done without the review session here because the review session didn't add anything and kind of just filled time my note for this was i gave up at the analysis sorry not sorry uh, my, my end note is like, this is silly, but I'm specifically talking about the, um, review section at the end. This was okay. It didn't fill me with joy. This did not spark joy. Th- it did not spark joy, but also, it actually didn't feel like it took forever. Yeah. Which is nice. It didn't spark joy, but it also wasn't negative joy. Yeah, it, like, it wasn't. It didn't feel like it was dragging on. It moved pretty quickly. Like, we had a pause at one point, and I was actually surprised how far we were. I'm like, oh, it doesn't feel like we've gone this far. So it was actually relatively well-paced, so I'll give it that. Um, the boys seemed to have fun. We had fun. Uh, it was definitely shame-worthy on so many levels. Yeah, this is what, like, sometimes I'm like, oh... Are we being too hard on this show that we love? And this time I was like, are we being too light on this show that we love? Because, ugh, it was, it had a lot of cringy moments. But again, this is like, what, 10 years old or something? Yeah. It It was cringy. I mean, also, we're tired. I was consistently paranoid that I have appendicitis. I'm, I'm back on, like, full-time at my job, and I'm so exhausted. How did I do this? So, this wasn't a very exciting episode, but it did hold our attention, so we'll give it that. Yeah, 
Um, I enjoyed my time. Except for the bad Spanish. Oh, I love the bad Spanish. I, ugh. Ugh. Attack so- me. <laughs> love it. Attack right. So with that in mind... Um, let's do our, uh, let's, let's, let's do the outing of this. So next week on Ghost Adventures. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so next week we are on episode two. Episode three. Episode three of season two. La Parisma Mission. The Ghost Adventures crew investigates the haunted occurrences at the La Parisma Mission in Lompo, California. The former Spanish residence of Padres, soldiers, and the native Tumash is beautiful, but the air around it is heavy with the tragedy of disease and war. At La Prisma, the sounds of flutes and the voices of the long-gone inhabitants still linger. Trapped within its whitewashed walls, the spirits seem bound to this land, forever locked in their struggle with each other. Sorry, when you said disease and war, I'm like, and famine. Probably. Yeah. Probably, but like, you have disease, you have war, you have death. Where's famine? I know. They, they I ride mean, you together. only have three out of the four horsemen, man. The other thing is, saying the La Prisma is saying the the. I know. That, that hurt me. I also love how they say uh, the residence of padres and not priests. I know, right? Like, that's... I don't think they realized what it meant. I don't know, man. I just, I just but go yeah. here. It's okay, because you know what? It's going to be a great episode. I'm sure this one's going to be really good, actually. All right, so that was this week's episode. You can catch us next week. And same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> you can, in the meantime, you can see all of our adventures and Sam crying on the floor. Yeah. On our Instagram. Which is Stop Running From This Podcast. You can also catch us on Twitter at SRFT Podcast. Um, you can email us at stoprunningfromthispodcast at gmail.com. And you could find us on our website that is still under construction, but all our episodes are there at stoprunningfromthispodcast.blueberry.net. Blueberry is spelled B-U-B-R-R-Y. Yeah. And uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and probably wherever you find podcasts. Give us a review on iTunes and give us some stars. Yeah, please. We'd really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Um, Also, feel free to send us your emails with questions, comments, and thoughts that you have. Only nice things. Only nice things or ideas. Um, Tweet at us. Like us on Instagram. Tell all your friends. It'll be great. Only nice things. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Good night. Bye. As a youth. As a what now? A youth. Okay. You know, you, you know.